Good morning. It's February 6th. And this is To My Liberal Friends. You have to vote for Biden to save democracy. That's become the battle cry of liberals in the Democratic Party. They repeatedly point to the January 6th debacle and say that alone is reason to vote for Biden. Then they point to Trump's inarticulate statement that he would be a dictator. Of course, they leave out the rest of the answer when he said he would be, quote, he would be a dictator for one day, end quote. And that's because he would do what most newly elected presidents do, including Joe Biden, and he would repeal all the executive orders that their predecessor issued. Does that make Joe Biden a dictator as well? Now, we should look at some of the facts and actions of Biden and his Democratic allies. When the leaders of the Democratic Party, under the guise of saving democracy, prop up a doddering 81-year-old incumbent president by banning intra-party debates, manipulating their primary calendar, kicking the opposition party's front-runner off the ballot, going after his bankroll and trying to put him in prison, all while demonizing independent candidates and blocking their ballot access, well, America then's got a problem. That's saving democracy, stopping that stuff. Americans desire a better option. Two-thirds of Democrats did not want Joe Biden to seek re-election. About half of GOP voters said the same thing about Trump. Nonetheless, our country is headed for the longest general election campaign in history between two old and polarizing candidates. One Democratic pollster called it almost a cruel joke. And Team Biden doesn't seem to understand that attacking Mr. Trump as a fundamental threat to democracy just revs up his base. Right or wrong, MAGA supporters see four indictments, a hostile media, the efforts to kick Trump off the ballot as threats to democracy. Most attacks on him have strengthened their devotion. But railing about Mr. Trump's traversing of norms doesn't energize Biden voters, many of whom remain lethargic. The president would have more success focusing on specific matters that independents and swayable Republicans care about. For one, Mr. Trump promises to pardon those now in prison for offenses, including violent ones related to January 6th rise. So that's unacceptable to most Americans. He keeps claiming he won the 2020 election, while most Republicans believe that. Nearly a third disagree, as do most dependents. As we begin to get closer to the election, it's apparent that Biden will be the Democrat on the ballot and Trump will be the Republican. That forces us to look at who else would be on the ballot and how that impacts the race. I've pondered this question for a while, and I've been unable to determine who is helped or hurt by third-party candidates. I think it's become apparent now that it may hurt Biden by a very small margin, but that margin could be enough to defeat him. Early on, everyone talked about a no-labels candidate, and most think it will include someone like Joe Manchin, a Democrat from West Virginia. He's a moderate in the Democratic Party and opted not to run for re-election because the Mountaineer state had become decidedly red. A no-labels candidate would draw dissatisfied voters from both parties, and in the end would probably be a wash. But candidates in the race on the left might be the real danger for Joe Biden. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is polling way better than anyone expected in many polls. He's getting double digits. It only takes a small number of Democrats in key swing states to change the outcome if they move towards Kennedy. Then Democrats have to face facts. The war in Gaza is splitting their coalition into pro-Palestine voters in cities like Madison, Wisconsin and Dearborn, Michigan, either vote against Biden or simply stay home. It, it could cost Biden any chance of winning those two states, and he needs those to win. Biden's also slipping with young voters. This is a crucial voting block for Biden. If young voters move towards Trump in any significant number, or young voters just stay home, that's a disaster for Biden. Well, NBC put out a poll on Sunday. I think it would be fair to say that NBC is not an organization that would be characterized as pro-Trump. 
but the numbers for Biden were not good. According to that poll, Biden trails GOP presidential frontrunner Donald Trump on major policy and personal comparisons, including by more than 20 points on which candidate could better handle the economy. And Biden's deficit versus Trump on handling immigration and the border is greater than 30 points. The poll also shows Trump holding a 16-point advantage over being competent and effective. And that's a reversal from 2020 when Biden was ahead of Trump on this quality by nine points before defeating him. These polls are starting to pile up, and none of them have good news for Biden. Now, anything can happen between now and November, but it's becoming obvious that the Biden campaign has to make something happen. The NBC poll had both Trump and Haley defeating Biden in a national poll, something Biden should be winning because of his advantage in the large blue states. A Rasmussen poll the next day had Biden's job approval at 43% with 56% disapproving. On the question of whether the country is heading in the right direction, 61% said no. Biden has no successful record to run on, so he's running on saving democracy, which is not resonating with the public, and of course he will lean heavily on the issue of abortion, but that's being Trump, no pun intended, by how people feel about the economy and the border. On top of all that, Joe Biden has again decided to skip the interview with CBS News that airs during the Super Bowl. CBS would undoubtedly be a friendly interview, softball questions. But I believe the White House and campaign staff cannot trust Uncle Joe in an unscripted setting where he might say anything. They're probably getting his basement set up for the 2024 campaign. This has been To My Liberal Friends. Thanks for listening.